But curiosity, curiosity is one of the basic calls of life. It's one of our basic calls. It is, it's inherent within us as human beings that in response to what shows up, the why, what is it? When a mystery is presented, it is the human mind. Oh my gosh, the human mind wants to know the answer. It drives us. It's one of the reasons why we love stories so much. It's because our minds are curious as to how is it going to resolve itself? How is it going to unfold? And curiosity, when knowing this about ourselves, we can relate to it and activate it as one of our superpowers. The power that is within us that is available to us if we use it to ride a wave from our from a life of complacency to our greatest yet to be. You know, it's our curiosity that becomes excited, that causes us to become excited about possibilities when we are looking at things maybe wanted or unwanted or and we're imagining a, a new future of what could be for us. Or maybe insisting that it needs to be different. <laughs> and we can become curious as to what that might look like. But here's what I do know is that without curiosity, complacency is the best we can hope for. And many, many people are, are taught to not be curious. My mother, my curiosity was not something that was celebrated in our household growing up, in our family. My mother said, you're too curious for your own good. Why do you have to be so inquisitive? They didn't stop me. And we know this about youngsters, you know, that they, they, they ask questions and they ask questions why and they want to understand and somehow, some way, it, it gets, you know, conditioned out of us that we can just keep our heads down, keep moving one foot in front of the other and it's just the way it is. Complacency is settling for. And this year, is our, our theme is about living out loud. Living our authentic life out loud, which is not a complacent life. That's not about just settling for or just accepting what is. You know, this Rumi that reminds us that we have been walking in the surf, holding our robes up when we should be naked, diving under, deeper under, beneath the waves, beneath the conditions. You know, last week we touched on how questions help us to get into that flow. And so I want to... This today, I want to talk about the. I was going to say I'm going to wrap up the month, but no, I'm not going to. <laughs> maybe I will. Yeah, maybe I'll switch topics. <laughs> but I want to talk about the transformative power of curiosity and how we can use that power to change our inner and outer conditions. And the analogy or the metaphor I want to use this morning is that of the oyster. You know, the oyster is a perfect example of this transformative power 
of curiosity. Now, I do have to admit, when I think of oysters, I'm thinking of Mantunic and... Um, <laughs> my father was a shrimper, a commercial fisherman. And my grandfather had a net shop, Tony's Net Shop. So all the fishermen used to come see Tony, my no-no. He used to come and see him to get their nets fixed. And it was quite a common occurrence that the weekends were filled with activities around seafood. So, you know, Friday night fish fries, or, or we would have clam baits or the oyster roast. And I don't know if an oyster wants to hear me talking about that. <laughs> but the oyster is a, an example of transformation. You see, you probably already know this. I'm sure many of you, you learned about this in school, but oysters act as filters. They take water in. From, from, they take the salt water in and they filter it out and they, and they process what, what's left, what's left. And sometimes they're not able to flush out what's left. So there might be sand or there might be even food particles that, that get put in the wrong place. And what does the oyster do? Does the oyster practice spiritual bypass and ignore it and say, oh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm, I, it's... No, it doesn't. What the oyster does is actually the oyster becomes very interested in this irritation. This thing that's irritating it. The oyster begins to lean in and, and instead of resisting or pushing it away, it embraces it with its curiosity. And it begins to apply itself, its essence, to this irritation, layer upon layer, until what was an irritation and a source of, of discomfort, it becomes a great pearl, a beautiful, shimmering pearl. The irritant was a catalyst and is a catalyst to the oyster to begin its interaction to relieve itself of the discomfort that it is feeling. The oyster intuitively knows that what's present within it, what is present within it, is enough to deal, to handle, to move through that experience that it's having. And I don't know if I have to dig very deep in order to, to, to bring that lesson, that metaphor or analogy into our own experience, but I don't know about you, but you know, life can feel full of irritants. <laughs> Can't it? Yeah. I mean, I think maybe some of us are more irritated or irritable than others. How about that? But we too can transform ourselves, our world, and the world around us by addressing that which is a source of discomfort by, and bringing ourselves to it and what is within us to that source of irritation. I mean, some of the irritants that show up, you know, small or big, things that annoy us, that frustrate us, that make us feel stuck. This morning, as you think about your life, are there areas where maybe you're feeling stuck or frustrated? And where are we having that experience? It's within us. 
but the experience is within us. The catalyst may be outside of us, but really, we're, and we're trained to look outside of us to maybe something needs to be done about that family member or something needs to be done about that colleague, that difficult boss, our partner who doesn't understand us, a health issue that won't go away. It can feel like and seem like those things are outside of us, but where are we having the experience? Where is the irritation? It's within us. And those irritations can make us feel powerless and stuck. And without curiosity, without curiosity, without interest about that irritation, we are destined to a never-ending cycle of frustration and relief, frustration and relief, frustration and frustration and frustration, because that's as good as we can expect. But curiosity can allow us to investigate, to become interested in, <coughs> and to do like Rumi said, to dive deeper, to dive deeper under and find that all that we need all that we need to this so-called problem is within us, where the irritation is actually being experienced. Dr. Holmes says, we do not change all the patterns of our thoughts in a moment. Rather, it takes place little by little until gradually the old thought patterns become transformed into new ones by some inner alchemy of the mind. I love that some inner alchemy of the mind. There's a transformation that's happening within us. And it doesn't, and it's, it would be nice if it does happen like that. And it can, if it's our experience, we can be changed in the twinkling of an eye, as scripture tells us. But like, I don't know, my experience, it's more like the oyster. That there takes, there needs to be some maybe becoming familiar and interested in, in the situation and, and interested in what's happening in me in response or reaction to it. And then to begin to change my thoughts, little by little, until it's been transformed. But without curiosity, there's no interest. You know, last week I shared um, four stages of spiritual growth or maturity that Michael Beckwith talks about. We learned last week that our experience of life can be different depending on where we are in our relationship to it. And what's, what, what types of thoughts are we having about those irritations in our life? At times it can feel like life is happening to us and that we're powerless, that we are living by the effects of. You see, this is, this is a life without curiosity. A life without curiosity is that we are living by the effects. The effects and conditions that are around us determine what we are able or not able to do. Life is happening to me. And we all have to me moments. <laughs> I have I have a few, probably every day, 
Just keeping it real. And that's okay. Because we are, we are having our experience, but with curiosity, we can then go, huh, look at that. Look, look, how I, look how I'm reacting to this. And with curiosity, we can move into the next phase of where life is then happening, what, by us. This is where we discover that there's a power greater than we are. There's a power greater than these irritations. And we can use it. And we do use it. And then we, we're taking responsibility. That's what by me means. We take responsibility for our experience. Curiosity allows us to see where and how we can. And then using principles and using a power greater than we are, we then begin to create shifts and changes within us and within the world outside of us. And then we, as we continue on, being curious, we discover that this power that is greater than we are, that it actually wants to use us. And that when we allow it, that we experience the flow of life. Life becomes a co-creative act rather than us trying to figure it out and make it happen. Because even a new thought, even in, in our spirituality, sometimes we, we can sometimes, um, I'm going to do affirmations. It's like a checklist. We run down some sort of checklist. And then when I get to the bottom of the list and my life isn't better, I don't feel better, and then it's like, well, this stuff doesn't work. What's wrong? And maybe there's something larger than us that's wanting to use us. It's inviting us, if we're curious, to allow it to show up through us. And as we drop separation, ego, eventually, then we can have the experience of as us. But when we approach our irritations with curiosity, we learn from them and we understand them. And it's through our curiosity we turn our irritations into pearls. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, we have to acknowledge the discomfort. We have to acknowledge it. We have to face it. What does the oyster do? The, the oyster doesn't pull away. The oyster, the oyster actually moves in closer. It moves in closer. We can't ignore our problems and hope they will go away. I know, I've tried many times. But we have to face them head on. And what does that require of us? It requires courage. It requires willingness. Willingness to see things a different way. It requires vulnerability at times with ourselves and with others as we bring our interest to what is happening in us. And as we are facing it and looking at it and, 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 and embracing it as best we can, bringing ourselves to the irritation, whatever or whoever it is, within ourselves, it's what curiosity brings questions then. And we've talked about this this month. Last week we talked how we activate our curiosity by questioning and without questioning, we stop growing. 
Without questioning, we're, we stop listening. Without questioning, we stop growing and we get stuck in our negative emotions and reactions and miss out on the opportunities that are right here every day, all day, opportunities for our growth and transformation. Now, last week I shared about visioning as a spiritual practice. Visioning as a practice is a practice of curiosity. And I offered some questions, but some other questions that we could ask ourselves is, is what is even the deeper meaning of this? How can I use this for my growth or opportunity? And by bringing our curiosity to those irritations, whoever or whatever it is, we're transforming them into pearls. Now here's one thing that we do know about pearls is that there is no pearl without that irritation. There is no pearl without that sand. There is no pearl without the catalyst. And if that translates to us, is it possible to have a greater yet to be without something that might feel like irritation? Right? Imagine that. How, how do we step into a greater yet to be without contrast? Any Abraham Hicks fans in the room? Abraham talks about that all the time. It's contrast. When we bump up against things unwanted, it's in that moment that we have a new desire of, I don't know, oh, I don't want this. That may be as highly as evolved as, as our desire may be in that moment. I don't want this. Bringing curiosity, oh, well, what do I want? What do I want? And we won't, wouldn't have been asking the question if there wasn't some, a burr under our saddle or a sand in our gut. gut. There we go, thank you. <laughs> We're trying to figure out where does that sand? I was just saying our shorts. That would move you too. That would move you too. But so knowing that, think about that for a moment. There is no pearl without the catalyst, without the irritation actually becomes a seed for the pearl. When they are freshwater pearls or they're farming, you know, they are, are um, farming pearls. And when they are, they, they, they feed, they plant seeds within the oysters in order to later go back and harvest pearls. And now what do we do with the irritations in our life? Are we interested in them? That's, thank you. That's, that's honest. Thank you for presencing that. Many times what we do is we complain about them, criticize them, the, the source of irritation. But if they are truly, the irritations are here serving us. They are here as seeds for this great pearl that is within us, what if instead we leaned into it and we stopped our criticizing and complaining? We're actually, we're trying to push away what is here to serve us and support us. You know, I want to offer that to you here. You know, next Wednesday, uh, this coming Wednesday is Lent. And I was thinking about what I, what, what am I going to give up for Lent? I'm not Catholic, but you know, it's a good practice, a good practice to, out of curiosity, is there, is there something that I can 
can set aside to make room for more living in my life. And I thought, oh, do you know what is a guilty pleasure of mine besides chocolate? <laughs> Keeping it real, criticizing, complaining, woe is me. And those of us on the spiritual path, we may not admit that like I did on stage, on camera. But we're actually pushing away our good when we withdraw our curiosity and interest in it. We are keeping ourselves stuck in that state. Do you get that? So I would invite you to maybe join me this Lent and give up that guilty pleasure of criticizing and complaining of regarding the irritations in our life. Anybody up for it? Anybody up for it? Oh, I see hands, I see hands. Let's lean into them. These irritations are giving us opportunities to bring what is in us out. It's an invitation to be bigger to be more loving, to be peaceful, to be that which we long to be in our heart of hearts. Dr. Holmes writes that nature will not let us stand in any place too long. Nature demands the change in order that we may advance. When the change comes, we should welcome it with a smile on the lips and a song in the heart. It sounds like he's saying, don't criticize it, don't complain about it, because nature is demanding a change in order that we may what? Advance. So this Lent, let's put a smile on our lips. Oh, I'm so irritated. Oh, something good is about to happen. I am so irritated, woo, yes. Oh, there is something in me that is wanting to be let out here. <laughs> the oyster doesn't demand that the sand leave. The oyster doesn't demand that the sand get out of the way in order for it to change. What we call irritations, or maybe not getting our own way, it is change in our face. Change is right here. And as Holmes says, we should welcome it. Our evolution is calling to us. Now sometimes, in order for things to happen, we need to get heated up. Just, I mentioned this oyster roast. <laughs> Unfortunately for the oyster, for that pearl to be revealed, Heat is usually required. The shell must be opened. This is where the metaphor stops. Because <laughs> I'm not talking about us <laughs> getting cooked. But is there an intention and a desire in us, a passion that can, can arise if we allow it, if we bring curiosity to these irritations and we bring the curiosity to what is in us that is wanting to move through us. There's something larger. There's something larger that is wanting to come through. And can I be inspired and heated up by a greater vision? 
instead of getting heated up by irritation, you like this? Get heated up by inspiration. I just made that up, right? Just then. <laughs> Say that again. Instead of getting heated up by irritation, yeah. get heated up by inspiration. I'm a poet and didn't know it. That's right. That heat can cause us to reveal our pearls. You see, us pushing it away, these irritations or these problems or these concerns, us pushing them away keeps us from, from growing in response to them. Pushing it away keeps us from revealing that greater yet to be. I know. I know from my own experience that the problems of my past that I have grown through, I would not be who I am today without having had those experiences. And all of us have shadows that we may push against parts of ourselves that we're pushing against and resisting. But if it wasn't for those things and, and those, those irritations and problems and even trauma that we experience in our past, us moving through those and becoming who we are today, we, we are who we are today because of all of those. And there is our greatest yet to be, a pearl that is waiting to be revealed, new pearls. New irritations. I am so irritated. Thank God. Our fire may be it may start with irritation or anger or even frustration, and I know that that doesn't feel good. But when we use that, use everything, because we're not everything is in God. Everything is of God. Even that anger, that anger can move us to take action, to do something, to get off our butts, turn off the TV, and do what we need to do so that we can reveal God's highest idea through us. The result of our inner work in alchemy is revealed when we become the change that we are seeking. You want more patience in the world? Should there be more peace in the world? It comes through us. Let's get out of the way. Let's be more peaceful. Let's be that change. We all desire to see change in the world, especially in conditions that cause us discomfort in our hearts. We don't always know how to get started. Yes, that is true. It can feel overwhelming and often we give up before we even begin. But you know, the oyster applies itself one layer upon another layer. It's a process. It's a process. And here's what I know about you. I know there is a power in you that is greater than you are that, that made, it of, made you of itself. And that power is guiding each one of us. It's, it's moving us. It's moving us. It's directing us. It is acting in us. And if we could just get out of the way, it will. We will be the change. So each week, each week we remind ourselves, we renew ourselves, 
We allow ourselves to be transformed by curiosity to say, use me, use me, God, to allow a higher purpose, the pearl of great price that we are to be revealed. So look at the irritations of our life. Don't ignore them. Don't ignore what get, causes you discomfort. Don't make excuses for why it's there or why you can't do anything to change it. Because you know, that's not curiosity. That's resignation. But bring it front and center. Bring your spiritual practices to it. And become interested in how you're relating to the irritation and begin working with it. With what you already have. You don't need another book. You don't need another class. You don't... Mm -mm, right here, right now, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Our good is available to us. And you want to know where your next good might be? Where's that irritation at? What are you irritated about? Oh, there's a gift in this. There's a pearl that's waiting to be had when we allow ourselves to be curious and to be transformed instead. If we're willing, life is extending an invitation to us at all times. Through many voices, through many situations, let us live our lives out loud. Let's be curious. Peace and love, everyone. Namaste. Thank you.